Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of This is My Broken Podcast. I am your host, Perry. I am so happy that you guys have decided to join us once again for another very special episode. And this week, doing something a little bit different, something we haven't really done since uh, Bourbon and Beyond, I was able to be a part of the Barrel Fest at the venues at the Grand Reserve here in Lexington, Kentucky. And I was able to... Well, basically, so the event is really cool. They bring in different craft cocktail makers, different mixologists, uh, different distilleries to to talk about their product. Even They even brought some beer and some wine people, uh, brought some gin and some vodka folks as well, rum. I mean, they're just all sorts of different people. So one of the cool things was the, the, the bourbon folks that were also there. So you're going to get to hear some interviews that I did with them. You're going to get to hear me talk to them about their craft, about the way that they feel about their product, too, if they might be from a distillery, and all sorts of really cool stuff. So I just wanted to kind of stop in right before you got into the episode to let you know what it was that you were about to get into. So without any further ado, let's begin. So our first guest of the evening is Jacqueline from Maker's Mark. Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Perry. I'm super excited <laughs> to be here. Um, how long have you been working with Maker's Mark? I've been with Maker's Mark for nearly eight years. Now. Wow. So what's your role there? So I am a distillery diplomat. Okay, great. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, where did you where did you start with them, too? What was your original job at Makers. At Makers. So yeah. I started at Makers Mark as a part-time bourbon specialist, giving tours to all the wonderful people who travel from all over to visit us. Then I rolled into a management position. I served as a taste panelist. And now I get to travel around and share the distillery on the road. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's great. Um, so we're here at a, at a cocktail event. So what is this cocktail that you guys have brought to Barrel Fest 2019? So, yeah, so the cocktail that we have tonight, I'm calling this the Sour Redhead Punch. <laughs> Obviously, the redhead being with the um, Baker's Mark bottles, every bottle's hand-dipped in the red wax. Right. Um, the ingredients of this cocktail, I wanted something that was simple that people could batch. Obviously, with a high-volume group like this, it's easier to batch the cocktail. Absolutely. Um, so we've got a lot of fruit juices in here. Um, we've got cranberry juice, orange juice, um, pineapple juice, and some ginger ale. But we top it off with a little bit of that Maker's 46 to give it those nice baking spice notes. There you go. That's the key right yeah. there, I'd say. Yeah, so what what makes, what is your ideal kind of Maker's Mark cocktail? Um, are you utilizing just regular makers? Are you utilizing 46? Or what, what do you kind of gravitate it towards? It kind of depends to? on the ingredients. Sure. Um, you know, in kind of what mood I'm in, to be quite frank. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what kind of mood I'm in to drink. But, um, you know, Makers 46 is a bigger, bolder version of Makers Mark. Right, right. And that, you know, we're highlighting and amplifying the baking spice notes and it has a longer finish to it. So that tends to... Go work really, really well in like a Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, any cocktail that have has those kind of holiday juices in there that complement those baking spices. Very cool, very cool. So, um, 
how do you prefer to drink Maker's Then Is it in a cocktail? Is it neat? Is it on the rocks? Personally, I like, um, I like my neat or with a splash of water. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a distillery gal, so that's kind of just what I'm used to. <laughs> sure. Um, but, you know, you can't go wrong with Maker's Mark in a splash of L8, a little bit of Totally lime. agree. Totally I mean, agree. I like simple cocktails. Sounds a lot like the Keeneland Breeze, honestly. Keep it pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maker's is so good on its own, you don't have to do a whole lot to it. Yeah, absolutely. So what's uh, what's coming up for, for Maker's this year? What's happening with Maker's uh, so, in 2019? Um, our distillery is rolling right along. We've got our Maker's Mark Private Select, and I believe I heard you mention something about this on your last podcast. Yes. That you might be doing a tasting of one of our private selects soon. I very well might be, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Was I correct? Yes. Okay. We, cool. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so private select is our private barrel program. Um, mm-hmm. And it really allows folks to get personal. Um, right. Maker's Mark is a very personal brand. People who love Maker's Mark um, have a passion for it. Yeah. That is sometimes... Uh, hard to explain if you're not one of them um and with our program we really developed something that allows them um to truly curate their perfect version of maker's mark through a finishing process so right that's been my big focus here lately is the private select program so where can people come to check out maker's mark and everything that's going on at the distillery and maybe actually be a part of the private select where is maker's located So, Maker's Mark is located uh, in beautiful Loretto, Kentucky. Um, We are not easy to get to. No, you are not. (laughs) I can confirm that. I have a funny story, actually, about the first time. So, uh, Lucy, my wife, and I, um, I we we were out in Elizabethtown a few years ago, and it was during Christmas time, very beginning of December, and... We were like, well, we'll just kind of roll up to Maker's Mark, you know, just to check it out. It was a little bit late, though, and it, you know, it was probably closed. And we're like, well, we'll just go to check it out. We're on the back winding roads and mm-hmm. everything. We're like, is this, should we turn around? Is it safe to get there? Yeah, it's totally fine. Mouth. It's safe to get there, yeah. Um, but we get there, and it's already dark, but there's all these lights out. And we're like, what's going on? And it was the first night of the candlelight tour. Yeah which we had no idea existed until we uh-huh. rolled up to it. And with, that was our first experience with the distillery. And we thought it was gorgeous. Way to oh, see absolutely. It. Absolutely <laughs> beautiful night, place. All lit up for the holidays. And if you've never been to Maker's Mark, highly encourage it. It is one of the most beautiful campuses of any bourbon distillery in Kentucky. So Thank you, Perry. We're absolutely. Very proud of it. <laughs> absolutely. Jacqueline, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me for a few minutes. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. So, next person to sit down with us is Tom from Jeff the Creed. What's up? Hey, man. So, we've had Autumn uh, from Jeff the Creed on before. She was great to talk to. We had her on. She's um, the best. Yeah, she's wonderful. Um, But what is your role at Jeff the Creed? So, I am our our sales ambassador at Jeff the Creed. So, I kind of... um I do stuff like this, a lot of these kind of tasting events. Uh, if you ever see those those guys in the liquor store that try to get you to drink all their stuff when they walk in, that's me. I do that. <laughs> uh, I also hang out at the bars and restaurants and liquor stores uh, sure. just trying to grow the brand, you know. I'm our kind of like our brand ambassador that also does sales stuff. Sure, yeah. Now, let's talk about, uh, first and foremost, this cocktail that you yeah. guys yeah. Uh, have. 
what's going on with it, what's in it, and sure. Uh, so just as a side, I was our uh, I was our beverage manager for about a year and a half. Yeah, around there, and so all I did was mess with Jeff the Creed products. Nice. So I have just a Rolodex of cocktails in my brain. So this is one um, that uses our blackberry moonshine, our lemonade moonshine, and then we mixed it with uh, tea that we made at the distillery, and then lemon and mint. So kind of like a nice little boozy tea drink. Nice. Yes. That's the Jeff awesome. The tea. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, right? Perfect. So talk a little bit, too, about some of the products that are at Jeff the Creed right now, because sure. you're not yet produced. You, know, you don't have bourbon out yet. Right. Bourbon has um. not dropped yet. Uh, looking... Looking like it will be dropping uh, this summer, right after Derby. It's looking wow. like it's going to be, yeah, it's big times. That's awesome, A lot man. has led to this, for sure. So we have, right now we have a vodka line as well as a moonshine line. So our, a, a quick thing about us, for those that might not know, we are a farm-based distillery. We grow all of our own ingredients. So we grow our corn that makes up 100% of our vodka, as well as a great portion of our moonshine, and obviously the backbone of our bourbon. So it's an organic, non-GMO corn called Bloody Butcher. And so that's kind of the thing. One of the, one of the main separating things with us uh, is that everything that we do, all of our flavors, they come from the farm. Right. So our honey vodka comes from our bees. The blackberries come from blackberries we grew. So we have a really interesting kind of kind of canvas of flavors that we that we have right now. So the coffee vodka is incredible. The hot pepper is incredible. Wow. So much to look for, and you can find us pretty much anywhere fine spirits are sold. How often are you all experimenting with new expressions of? I'm sorry. Of Jeff? How how often are you all experimenting with new? All the time. Yeah. All the time. You know, we have we have multi, We have a pot still. We have a few column stills. So we're not just a one trick pony by any means. Our uh, our vodka just won silver in the San Francisco Spirit Awards. So a medaled vodka. It's not as though once our bourbon line comes out, that all of our other products are just going to vanish. You yeah, know, we're going right. to they're, they're they're around to stay. And we have some. This is kind of this is kind of low key, but we're going to have a paw paw. I don't know if I'm even allowed to talk about this. I might get I might get in trouble for this. But we have a, this is this is very secret. We're going to be having a brandy uh, come out after our bourbon. Wow. Uh, and it's made from pawpaws. So if if you're not familiar with pawpaw, they're kind of like Appalachian tropical fruit. Right. Huge huge mango looking things. Yeah. And and we, uh, we sourced more, I think, than anyone in history ever has, honestly. We had thousands of pounds of it, uh, and we, we made a brandy out of it, and it is, it's going to be something special for sure. That sounds really cool. Uh, well, we got we to gotta shift gears just a sure. little bit here. Sure. And talk about the fact that you also have a podcast. I do have a podcast. Yeah, talk yeah. about what the show is that you so all do. So I, I run a podcast with my wife, and it's called We Drink and We Know Things. And I appreciate you letting me plug that right there. Oh, yeah, totally, oh, dude. Oh, man. So uh, we've been doing it just a little while, and we cover... Um, Conspiracies, true crime, unsolved things, uh, and I, uh, as I said, I was a bartender, so I make us cocktails. Uh, but nine times out of ten, we end up drinking box wine, and our <laughs> editing process takes forever. It is, oh my gosh, a daunting task. But yeah, we're a weekly podcast. We're a comedy podcast. Uh, awesome. And we just hang out. I, I do too many accents and drink too much alcohol. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Please that's what I want. Us. Yeah. We're everywhere. <laughs> uh, you can find us on WeDrinkWeKnowThings.com uh, and we're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Perfect. Google, Castbox. We're on everything. So, too. is there any kind of uh, Game of Thrones? aspect we, to it or we, is it just kind of we name have not only? yet got our cease and desist so we do <laughs> we do we do plug game of thrones and we talk a little bit about it uh we're both pretty 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 on the nerdcore side of stuff so we're gonna do we'll probably do a big episode when the when the finale approaches so. what's the uh what when's the show come back april 14 middle of april yeah yeah middle of april yeah. yeah so i'm sure you guys are excited about oh, that oh yeah as we're well. actually i'm actually hosting a trivia in, in Georgetown at Galvin's with Jephthah Creed okay, wow. in April for their Game of Thrones trivia. It's going to be nice. That's really cool. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Um, 
so where can people come and find you all? Uh, where can, where so can they we visit are, Jephtha Creek? Are, we are located in Shelbyville, so come hang out with us at the distillery. Uh, we do tours. We have a full restaurant, a full bar. Uh, additionally, we are available all of the liquor barns, uh, all of the total wines in Kentucky. Uh, we also have distribution in Tennessee, Indiana, and Rhode Island. Um, and if you just go to our website and just plug in your zip code, it'll show you the nearest place to find Jephtha. Awesome, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Tom, thank you so much for being so on the show, buddy. Yeah. yeah, great chatting. So I got sitting with me now, Alex Morgan of Jake's Cigar Bar. Yes, sir. Um, Alex is one of the cocktail makers, one of the mixologists. Mixologist. Actually, um, that is my title at Jake's now. Is it really? I've been uh, officially promoted, yeah. That's awesome, man. I own it, man. I love it. <laughs> so, so Jake's uh, is building a new... A, a, a new Brand new, almost 4,000 square foot venue. Yeah. I wouldn't even call it a... A new location. It's a venue, man. <laughs> it's like three and a half, almost four times the size of our current location now. That's so exciting, man. 28-foot vaulted ceilings, <sighs> exhaust system. I'm excited about that. I love <laughs> Jake's. I mean, it's one of my favorite places to go to when I get well, the chance to. That, so, man. yeah. Um, so, if you're ever in Lexington or just kind of on the outskirts of Lexington oh, and yeah. you want a really good pour, you want a cigar to go along with it, Jake's Cigar Bar is the place to definitely go and do that. Um, but you're here, not just for Jake's. You're here with a cocktail competition. Yes, sir. I so am. talk about the cocktail that you crafted for this event. Uh, okay, so we're with Western Sun Vodka, which is an up-and-coming, all-natural uh, vodka company. It actually, uh, I don't know if anybody out there is familiar with Prairie Vodka, but it's a very similar, in my mind, kind of similar tasting product. And so I chose the Cucumber Vodka, uh, and I went with... A uh, natural detox. I did a lot of research on this. Actually, it took it took a lot to to come up with, and uh, our crazy weather inspired uh, a summertime cocktail. Cause <laughs> I, I came up with it when it was seventy degrees out, and uh, it's twenty seven outside right now. And that was and two days was ago, days by the ago. way. Yeah, it was two days ago. Days. Yeah. So I did uh, fresh ginger, lemon, mint, and cucumber infused together uh, with that cucumber vodka, and I'm topping it with a little bit of ginger soda. Uh, ginger beer, you know. Right. And um, I mean, it, it's it's uh, called Rebo's Retox. Uh, it's kind of a fun name. A good friend of ours, a lot of you guys out there will know Jeremy Burnett. Yes, boom, sir. He helped me come up with the name. Go boom. Uh, drinking on Tuesday at Jake's Cigar Bar. <laughs> so Rebo's is just sober backwards. <laughs> That's it's pretty simple. Fantastic. And uh, the re- it's Rebo's Retox. So it's uh, you know those four ingredients are a natural detox. So right. We just Add some boost to it and flip that around on them. There you bit. go, man. <laughs> well, how long have you been doing mixology, cra- uh, crafting of cocktails? Um, I've been bartending for just over a decade. Uh, actually, doing craft cocktails uh, about four or five years, and that's continuously building. I mean, that that is always changing. Sure, always learning something new, and it's really fun to get out here. I'm actually placed right next to uh, the bar manager over at Goodfellas, which. Uh, if you're local here to Lexington, you know that the Cocktail Lounge at Goodfellas, Wise Guy, killer. is top notch. It's killer. And uh, so I like to get up here and compete with the best of the best. <laughs> uh, last year, Mr. Mike Abbott, who I'm talking about there, he won. And uh, I took a close second. And uh, I think they placed us right next to each other this year just to <laughs> poke the bear a little bit, you know. So we'll, we'll see how it ends up. Uh, you know, get on out here, and this isn't live, I guess, right? They're going to hear it later. They'll hear it later, yeah. yeah that's but cool. we're posted on social media and everything, yeah, too. Course, yeah. But, yeah, for sure. So, well, Alex, if you're here I'm, today, if, if you're able to post it today, get your butt out here and vote for me. 
Really, there's a lot of great talent up here yeah, today. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, we'll try and get Mike over here to talk to you for a moment, too. Yeah, I appreciate that. Alex, I know you got to get back to your booth, too, though. Yeah, and uh, he keeps I see. I'm, I'm eyeballing. I keep watching over there. My fiance is watching it for me right now. So, <laughs> yeah, i got to run. But, I appreciate uh, you, man. Thanks. Good to see you. Talk Hopefully you soon. I can get on the show and talk some bourbon with you We sometime. will definitely be doing that let's soon, man. Jake's. Awesome. Yeah, right. let's do it. We'll see so I'm sitting down now with Haley from Wilderness Trail, one of my favorite new brands that came out this past year. I gotta be honest with you. We, we reviewed Wilderness Trail on the show middle of last year. It was spectacular. We didn't really know what to expect from it and we were all so pleasantly surprised by it that I've been preaching the gospel of Wilderness Trail to everybody that I can saying they're y'all are one of the best new craft distillers out there. So that was my little spiel, my little sucking up before <laughs> we got into it and everything. But Haley, welcome to the, Hi. To the show. Hi. How are you doing? Hopefully you have doing? many disciples that are following you now. <laughs> uh, that are that are followers of the Wilderness Trail. It's a, it's a good train to follow. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, Wilderness Trail, you know, you, you could be like the, the new Daniel Boone of, of, okay. of Wilderness and, and, and have many followers and just take them all down to the distillery <laughs> instead of passing through Cumberland Gap. Okay, the Daniel uh, Boone of Bourbon podcast. I'm going to... That'll be the next thing. That'll be on my business card next. Yeah. So Why not? So, you just need a, you need a, you need a raccoon skin hat to... Uh, to top it off. And I'm I here think, for it. Yeah. I think that'd be the, the best the best, you know, then that'd be what you know what you're known for. I like it. <laughs> Just imagine going to events like this now and they're like, oh you're the uh, bourbon podcaster who's uh, the Daniel Boone of Bourbon. You're the Daniel Boone guy, yeah. Oh, okay, great. He's crazy, yeah. but he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he is legitimately insane. Is it isn't that how all the good ones are though? I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah, I mean that's, that's what, what I say about our our master distillers. So you know. <laughs> well, they... look, I don't want to say anything bad about Pat <laughs> Heist by any means because I love Pat. I think he's a fantastic dude. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit too about Wilderness Trail. Let's talk about the distillery and everything. How long have you been there? So I've been there um, for nearly two years now. Uh, got my start, very humble beginnings there, as 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 wilderness always is, is a big <laughs> humble beginnings. Um, but yeah, I got my got my start there as a as a tour guide, uh, learning the ins and outs of the distillery. Um, kind of kind of the wilderness trail. Kind of our motto is, you know, we don't want to we don't. You, you have to be able to know the product and know the ins exactly. and outs um, yeah. before we release you into the wild. Uh, and so, and so, yeah, so I, ha I had a lot of rigorous training, a lot of tour guides and things like that. Um, I was fortunate. I, um, I'm kind of one of those proof in the puddings of you never know where you're going to be. Sure. Uh, I, I at one point was going to be a dentist. Uh, so I have, <laughs> I know, right? Mistakes are made. It's okay. From taking we, care of people's yes, teeth to yes. cramming bourbon down their to, throat. To, yes, to, do, <laughs> to, to marketing bourbon and branding it and doing it all the best we can. Um, but that being said, you know, Wilderness, if you if our, your listeners aren't familiar with Wilderness, I know you are, but yeah. obviously we're all about the science with everything that we do. Um, and that being said, uh, with my background in biology, I'm able to at least kind of talk the talk and walk the walk yeah. as far as wilderness goes. So it was one of those where I thought I'd never use that degree again. And here <laughs> I am, you know, talking it's what you about do every day. molecular weight. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's way outside of my wheelhouse. <laughs> We're graphic designers. So that's. <laughs> well, um, what about some of the expressions that you all have released this past year? You have a single barrel. Yes. Um, but you also are pouring something else. 
So we, we have a couple different fun things out there. So so single barrel, of course, is, is our flagship. That's 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 what you'll find if you're going to the stores and things like that. Um, we did a very, very limited release of a small batch. Mm-hmm. So our small batch that we did, and this is, this is you know, most small batches are around a 12-barrel, blended 12-barrel batch at least, give or take, 12, 20, something like that. We are like X small, like extra small. We did a five-barrel blend, um, which, is, which is highly unheard of um, and for us, and it was a very, very limited release. So people that are here tonight are lucky that we um, had some extra bottles that I was able to snag uh, that are not available. Not only are they not available retail, but they're not even available at our gift shop. Um, so okay, so I'm going to be coming back for another pour of that yes, here in yes, a little co- bit. Yeah, you're going to make some laps coming yeah, back definitely. and see me. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so we have that. And then, of course, we have our rye whiskey out, yeah. um, which is a it's a 56% rye. Um, so it's a low rye yeah. uh, by comparison. You know, it's not, uh, I think I think New Riff had, has 95. like a 95, yeah, yeah 95% mm-hmm. rye. Um, and so so it's, it's, it's a, a little bit more of a floral characteristic to it. It's a lot sweeter than most yeah. ryes. Um, if you're... N- you know, a lot of rye people will enjoy it because it is a rye, but then it, it kind of bridges that gap for a sure. lot of people that are not typical rye drinkers to right. say, oh, you know, it, it kind of it kind of allows them to kind of peek, peek through that door and say, oh, <laughs> I, might, I might do a rye. I could go this I way. Yeah, sure. Well, rye's kind of on an upswing yeah. right now, too, so. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's on the upswing. You know, it's always teeters between rye and whiskey as far as a lot of that goes. Um, special treat that's coming out. Uh-oh, here we go. Uh, Podcast exclusive. Yes, yes, it really is. It's a special treat. So, so I, 2019, you know, if we were doing Chinese New Year's, last year was the year of the wheat. 2019 is the year of the rye for us. Um, so 2019, we will have more rye whiskey available. But then also in on April 27th, we will be releasing our rye bourbon. Oh, my gosh. Yes. No kidding. Yes. We'll be releasing our rye bourbon. It'll be the same mash bill as our weeded bourbon, except substitute the wheat for yeah. the rye. Um, and we are so pumped uh, to be releasing it. And this this is another one where it very, very, very limited. Yeah. Um, at least for now, all obviously just due to aging and things like that. Sure. Sure. You know, once we get into later 2019, 2020, we'll have, we'll, it'll be more bountiful. April 27th. Yes. All right, I'll be there. <laughs> yes, come down to the distillery, get your hands on it, uh, get your hands on the bottle. We're going to have like a nice little event with it and everything like that, food trucks, all the fun We'll make stuff sure to get it. Pat on the show yes. at that point too, so he can, uh, he can actually talk about it. Talks about some more um, fun stuff, sure. So let's uh, let's change it up a little bit, though, okay. because you brought something up before we started recording, which is that you also have a podcast. Yes. Yeah. So what is your podcast? Let everybody know My so they can go follow it. Has nothing to do with bourbon. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, but it is. Uh, it's called Kentucky Music Preview. Uh, it is a podcast that's kind of. The, the, it's really the sole point of it is just to kind of foster the, the music scene happening in the state of Kentucky. Um, we really wanted to focus on getting people out to see live shows. Um, so what we do is a weekly show. Um, my co-host and I will preview. We'll, we'll we'll talk about shows that are happening throughout the, the the state, and then we'll pick one each that we preview a song from that you get to listen to the band and decide so cool. for yourself if you want to go. So cool. And then usually we'll have a, a guest artist on for the entire month. Wow. Yes. And so 
that artist is usually a local, local, you know, Kentucky-based yeah. artist. And so then we'll close out the show each week with one of their songs and give them an opportunity to kind of um, support their music, allow them to have a platform to market themselves as well. So We'll have to talk a little bit more about that yeah. here soon. Because, yeah, we can. Podcast brains. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know. I have, I have a couple things that we could the touch base on. Scoops. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. So if people want to come and check out Wilderness Trail, where should they head to? to where do should that? they go? Yes. So we're, I mean, as far as on the on the World Wide Web, um, we are available. Of course, we have our website, wildernesstraildistillery.com, uh, a Facebook page, and uh, Instagram and a Twitter. So you can follow us all there um, to follow kind of all the happenings and fun stuff that are, that is going on there. Uh, the social media is run by mostly me, so it's oh, usually okay, great. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, I. Wilderness Trail, where we wear many hats throughout our uh, throughout our life. People are always like, "What do you do?" And I'm like, oh, "It depends on the day." Everything. Yeah, I do, do everything. Quite yeah. literally. Why not? Yeah, that's how that's how we usually all operate. So it's a lot of fun. But um, so yeah, so social media, you can follow a lot of what's going on there. Also, if you're interested in kind of getting even more of some exclusive inside scoops, um, we have a what we call a family tree program. Uh-huh. Um, it's a little newsletter that we sign up. You know, you can sign up for online or at the distillery itself. Um, um, and it is just, you know, it's, it's it's a monthly newsletter. We don't bombard you or anything like that. But usually if you're in our family tree program, you got to get first dibs and first insights on special releases, special events that we have going on, um, things like that. So if you want to know, if you want to be, you know, in the family, in the club. In the know. That, that, would, be the, that would be the one to sign up for, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Haley, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Hey. Go drink Wilderness Trail. Yeah, it's good absolutely. stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. Danny Boone says so. Absolutely. <laughs> I now have with me a good friend of the venues here at the Grand Reserve, Mr. Tim Niddle, whom I got to meet for the first time last month at Whiskey Bear at yeah. the Big Blind Bourbon Taste Off. Yeah. Um, first off, Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to have you here. Talk a little bit about your experience with bourbon. What's your, uh, your the way that you fit into this whole the world? The way I fit is. into bourbon, that's yeah. an interesting question. I've been in... <laughs> the bourbon industry now a little over a decade, which is fantastic. Uh, I got my start out at Woodford Reserve just as a catering server. I got transferred there for Judas. There you go. <laughs> um, and I wasn't even a bourbon drinker at the time. So I was responsible for doing all the events for the master distiller. Okay. And a couple weeks in, I'm not doing a good job. I'm not a bourbon drinker. I don't know what's going on. And he just looks at me. He's like, do you drink bourbon? And I didn't say anything. And he got the message. <laughs> so he taught me how to drink bourbon. And I've been kind of obsessed with what I learned there ever since and communicating that out. So I spent seven and a half years at Woodford Reserve. Uh, three years ago, I left there. started my company, Distilled Living, where I do private bourbon education and consulting. Yeah. Uh, I'm the bourbon steward and resident of the Kentucky Castle. And then I'm also adjunct professor of bourbon studies for Midway University. I thought for so I, I think that uh, Melissa, our friend who uh, actually introduced us originally, or introduced the concept of us chatting originally, I was like, didn't she say something about the Kentucky Castle? And sure enough, yeah, that was that was true. Yeah. So you actually have a guy who works there who's one of our friends, Gabe Chandler. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, fantastic guy. I need to yeah. get him on the show at some point, too, Absolutely. to talk about bourbon. Um, but anyway, so you're here. What are you most excited about at Barrel Fest? You know, I was thinking about it. I, this is my first year actually coming to this event. And I'm a huge bourbon fan, obviously. But I'm a big cocktail guy. 
Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any wrong way to drink bourbon. Like, there's a Amen. lot of these rules that the enthusiasts get into, and that's okay. But I will drink a good Manhattan and Old Fashioned, and I really like some of the sophisticated cocktails. And what you get in some of the bigger cities is these new concepts around mini cocktails and cocktail flights. Interesting. You, know, you can't drink three Manhattans an hour no. and make it home safely. So, sure. Being able to try a lot of different things presented by master mixologists and presented even by the brands themselves where they're looking at their own product and trying to bring out flavors, it's just so much fun to sample a lot of different ways that bourbon can be presented. I think that's really interesting, too, that, you know, it's not just about how, you know, the bourbon tastes on its own, but how is it accentuated by... Is that the right word? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, by different ingredients. What, you know, what helps bring out certain flavors and everything. So I think that's a really good point and something that you get to really kind of experience here as well at Barrel Fest, seeing all of these different bourbons. I mean, Jim Beam's here. Elijah Craig is here. There are so many good big names in bourbon that are here that aren't just, they're not just here to sell their own product, just the one product. They're showing you the diversity that... Um, it can bring to the table as well. So, bourbon-wise, what are you normally drinking? What do you? What, what's your kind of go-to bourbon that you? Oh my god! Have on I don't your show? even have a single go-to. <laughs> I I know I, I was just you know like you do at these things you compare your whiskey collection with other folks that are there. Oh, and sure, the pictures. sure. And you know I look at mine. Every one of my bourbon bottles is open, right? <laughs> exactly. Same here. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what it's for. Bourbon uh-huh. is for drinking. Yep. Um, I usually because I do drink earlier in the day lighter but i do i do tastings and things throughout the day when i get home i'm gonna slow it down with something with a little bit more mixer i love an old fashioned yeah um you know or something with a juice in it so i'm not i don't know but i always like to to think about the flavor profiles you know like makers 46 they're presenting that here beautiful cinnamon characteristics so i'm gonna play off of that right if i want to have something more like um uh, Barrel House, uh, they're they've got some products here. I love to see the craft guys represented at these things. Yeah, um, absolutely. Barrel House Select got a little bit more chocolate character on it, so I'm gonna play that direction. You know, uh, we you talked about Jim Beam. They're presenting black. That's a really traditional kind of smoky, spicy. So yeah. I'm gonna go probably in Manhattan direction with that. I don't know. I don't have a favorite. There's just no way to pick one. So when when you're crafting cocktails at home, when you're building cocktails at home, are you going for like, like you're building it all yourself, like you're actually putting the ingredients in, or do you sometimes go for some of the, like, pre-made syrups? So, like, maybe an Eli Mason or, um, you know, Buffalo Trace has a good old-fashioned mix, too. Yeah. If you'd asked me that question five years ago, I would have been flat, no pre-mix. Like, 100%. <laughs> like, there isn't one on the market. Um, but nowadays, we're starting to do some good premixes. Yeah. Um, Steering's has a great line of products that are really high quality, no artificial ingredients. And, and that's the thing that I look for is, is if it's going to be good enough quality, nothing fake in it, I don't think there's anything wrong with using that. Yeah. Especially when I'm tired. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'll spend three minutes making an amazing Manhattan and stirring sure. the thing correctly and putting it in a chilled glass. And sometimes I won't. Um, and There's I, nothing wrong you know, with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, so for me at home, yeah. When I go out, though, I want to see a bartender that's put in the time. Just like I want to see a chef sure, yeah. that's put in the time. Absolutely. Put in the prep work and built me something really amazing. And we're seeing some of that here. Some of the cocktails that I've tried here have been really top notch. Do you do a lot of, uh, like, say you've got folks coming over, party or whatever. Do you do 
tend to kind of batch cocktails sometimes too? Oh, or? I love batch cocktails. Yeah. The way they're presenting it here is really smart. It's a great way of doing it. Totally agree. Um, yeah. You just got to be careful with your dilution. Get it all chilled in advance. Separate the ice. Put it in bags if you need to so that you're, you're ch- you keep it cold without dilution. Yeah. That's the big key. And then you can keep that strength and flavor profile for hours. I mean, you can batch anything. You batch a mint julep, a whiskey sour. Yeah. Manhattans work great batch because the longer oh, yeah. they sit, the better the flavor integrates. Barrel-aged Manhattan is oh, a... Oh, those are so good. We had one yesterday at uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company. Yeah. Too. Their batched or their their barrel aged Manhattan really is fantastic. That's I love awesome. everything. Uh, let, let's talk too about maybe a, a significant moment for you in in drinking cocktails. What was like the first cocktail that you had that really kind of made you go, "Oh, this is something different. This is something that I want to kind of gravitate towards." Too. Well, um, when I was at Woodford Reserve, like they would host cocktail competitions like they have the manhattan competition just right opened yeah up for this year yeah um and i wound up working with being a judge to those competitions and what i tasted blew my mind it was better than anything that i'd had going out drinking i mean you know part of it is where we are in central kentucky yeah um, you know it's it's only recently that we've had the level of mixologists that that you could get bringing people in from uh outside the state and outside central kentucky um and i just thought what don't i know Sure. So then I started learning and started researching it. I got the Please Don't Tell app and started okay, yeah. sitting at home. It's a great app. Sitting at home and um, practicing making Manhattans, practicing making old fashions. And my first right. few were a disaster. And then once <laughs> I learned the techniques, I was like, wow, this is something I have been missing. Right. Then I started trying to go out and order them. This is early days. And, uh, and then my family was like, stop ordering Manhattans. You're going to send back. You gotta wait for wait for the restaurants to catch up, and they have now. So now I go out. And Good. Go, that's <laughs> typically what I get when I go out as a, as a cocktail because I want to see what somebody else has thought of bringing in terms of the flavor profile of the base spirit. Sure, what they can do with it and everything too. Yeah, I totally get that. Totally yeah. get that. You you, you mentioned the uh, the Woodford cocktail competition. Yeah. So you know my buddy Matt Leonard. Then. Matt. Matt Leonard. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, he was on the show a few months ago. Yeah. Um, talked about what it was like for him working in uh, in Knoxville and. You know, his transition to Nashville, too. And uh, he's a great guy. He's a fantastic cocktail ma- uh, maker as well. Um, but anyway, yeah. Tim, I just want to say thank you so much for sitting down with me and, and chatting for a little bit. Um, we need to do a full cocktail episode sometime. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah. I, that's one of my favorite things to talk about because when, in order to really get into the deep flavor profiles of bourbon, you've got to have a culinary element yeah. to have as a reference. So I would love to do that with yeah. you anytime. And thank so, you for having me on today. Absolutely. So just to wrap it up real quick, is there anywhere that people can come and uh, see you, meet you, taste some of these cocktails that you're... Uh, ah, so I, I don't have many cocktails out in the wild right now. I wish that I did, but uh, I've turned over that at all the bars that I've worked with. Um, but if you want to come uh, take one of my classes, check out my website, distilled-living.com or Distilled Living on all the socials. I've got Kentucky Bourbon School with um, the uh, Kentucky Castle, and then I'm doing a series, education series for Kentucky Black Bourbon Guild, which is going to run through yeah. all of 2019. So look for uh, all my classes and public events there. They're awesome over there. I love those guys at the, the Kentucky Black Bourbon Guild. They're great. But anyway, thank you again, Tim. Thank you. It's been great, man. So I'm very excited and honored to have Mike Abbott from Goodfellas here on the show, too, talking about the cocktail that he's made 
for Barrel Fest 2019. Mike, thank you so much for sitting down with uh, me for a couple for minutes. So let's talk first about what the cocktail is that you produced for the Barrel Fest. Uh, so tonight, so this uh, event is centered around Valentine's Day. It is the season. So they want us to do like a cheeky rendition of a nice name. And we're playing around with vodka, of course, which uh, as, as a bourbon drinker, my blood type's 90 proof. So uh, <laughs> vodka's not exactly the avenue I go after. I love that. Uh, it's kind of a clean slate, though. So basically, I could do whatever I want. Uh, I chose peach. Uh, the name of the drink is uh, Ain't She a Peach ASAP. <laughs> and uh, me in general, going after cocktails, I go, I'm very culinary based. Yeah. Uh, I call cocktail making cooking for the liver. That's um, awesome. So uh, <laughs> the main spirit is your meat, uh, all your little adjuncts or sauces and uh, and side items, and then uh, your spice rack or your bitters. So what was your uh, what was kind of your origin story with cocktail making? Uh, so I, I did peach vodka, uh, peach uh, taking thing a peach salad does a sherry vinaigrette, but instead of going for a sherry vinaigrette, I just went straight up Pedro Jimenez sherry, wow. which is very rich and sweet. Uh, so I wanted, I don't like sugar bombs. I don't like Cosmo right, right. and whatnot. So uh, to counter that sweetness, I wanted black walnuts on my salad, so I hit it with some black walnut bitters. Okay. So the cocktail itself is I uh, got sweet and bitter into it. Uh, for the garnish, I actually wanted to add more booze to it, shocker. Uh, so I took uh, Italian liqueur. It's called Nocino. Okay. Uh, Nocino is distilled green walnuts. So using an ISI whip it, I actually took uh, green walnut liqueur, egg whites and sugar and it's like instant meringue foam that right on top and then uh, just for aromatics i hit it with a little orange zest and walnut and coffee go great so i uh use some coffee grinds and oh my gosh fun. wow it's kind of fun playing with cocktails like instead of just adding it to the drink so much of uh your taste comes from smell you know your yeah. olfactory senses 75 percent of your taste is coming from smell so you can literally make a drink taste like something without putting it in it so just these little light dusting of coffee grounds, people are pairing walnut with coffee, and they have no idea there's none in the cocktail That's at all. amazing, They're man. Just smelling it. That is so cool. So how did you kind of get into cocktail making then? What uh, was uh, the beginning of that for I you? I grew up a uh, podunk, not podunk, but poor Frankfurt, didn't know anything outside of uh, two fingers of Jim Beam and Mountain Dew <laughs> and uh, Budweiser. Uh, got into college. Father told me it would be a great idea to get into a restaurant job. You can have a more flexible schedule and make mad loot. Uh, first job I got into is a friend of his that I got me connected to this restaurant. It was way outside of my league. It was kind of fine dining. <laughs> so I didn't know what Hollandaise was. I didn't know what salmon croquette was, but my mom made the best salmon patties ever growing up. That's awesome. So I started getting addicted to actually food and flavors. Yeah. Then I was also watching all my coworkers leave after a shift with 275 bucks in their pocket. And I only had like 85 bucks. It's because they were selling wine. I right. Knew nothing about wine. So they're like, you need to taste this, this, and this. So I tasted all those things and uh, grew in love with flavors and then realized that food and pairings and salt and bitter and sweet and umami translates directly into cocktails. Sure, yeah. Although I got to get back to the competition. Yeah, man, absolutely. Drink responsibly. Don't eat your drink, but pair it with a good meal. <laughs> Mike, thank you so Dude, much for nice being on the show, buddy. You. Yeah, absolutely. You too. So, of course, at a freaking barrel event in Lexington, Kentucky, I ran into two people that I know pretty well and have had on the show quite a bit. What are the odds, though? I like barrels. Yeah, yeah. Chad and Sarah are here from yeah, this barrel yeah, event, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, come on. I was like... What's up? We, we all looked at each other and we're like, wait a second. But I could have sworn that I told you guys I was going to be here. It's possible. It was a surprise. <laughs> Unless you told me during the Bourbon Bowl Sunday... Then it's not a surprise, but to sober Sarah, it's a surprise. Yeah. Well, welcome, Sarah, without an H. 
I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm on my way to getting that age. I would call her Sarah growing in age. I don't know. I don't <laughs> Ew, know. That that's that's really gross. That sounds really gross. That sounds the age is coming in. The age is coming in. That sounds almost as bad as never pull fleshy piercings. This is true. Chaz is also going to join us soon. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, what brings you guys to Barrelfest 2019? What? <laughs> Did you so, say what brings us here? Yes, what brings oh, you to okay. Barrelfest 2019? Sorry, it's loud in here. Sorry, I get, I get the into it. DJ, uh, first of all, because she's killing it. She's killing it. it. She played Morse um, Day in the Time yeah. and then uh, you know, Prince I, right after I had after a connection. It, so. uh, we're going to be doing an event coming up with the Lexington Young Professional uh, like Association. Sure. So I happen to be able to come across some tickets uh, via them for it's like prepayment for the event that we're going to do oh, okay. so it was just a sharing a caring environment right um and i was like you know what why not check it out it sounds like fun uh so here we are so checking it out hey you are it we're all checking it out i guess i don't know so um one of the cool things about this is that it's not just bourbon it's also cocktails and even different spirits that we don't normally drink but What'd you guys go for first when you got here? Did you go for the the straight bourbon pours if uh, there were? Yeah, we've mostly gone for the straight bourbon we, pours. Yeah. Or we've or we've tried. <laughs> we went to. We've uh, sampled a few cocktails. We went to the Elijah Craig booth. That's what we ran into first, and uh, we asked for a straight pour, but they said all of their Elijah Craig was mixed into a cocktail. <laughs> so we had the cocktail. The cocktail was great. Yeah. Um, but then we found Jim Beam Black. Yes. And we're, they we're, were doing straight pours. And we were able to get a straight pour. And I fell in love. You know, it's really good. It's really good. It's 86 proof, if I remember It is. Correctly. Yes. Okay, yeah, 86 proof. And, um, you know, I haven't had it in a while, but it's, it's especially for 86 proof, I feel like it's a, uh, just a real strong contender. I agree. It's, it's got so that, solid. It's got yeah. that nuttiness I'm looking for. Oh, my God. <laughs> Always looking for the nutty. That's it. That's the um, only thing that he cares about. In no, but it's... Apparently. it's, it's but. Such a step up from the regular Jim Beam White Label, I feel like, and you know, for the for the little difference in price, completely worth it. Price and proof and age and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that it's, is it just me or is Chad always on like an Indiana Jones quest for nutty? <laughs> He's like getting his rope out, like whipping stuff, like just give me to the nutty bourbon. Notice she said his rope whipping stuff. Maybe you could call that rope a whip. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a whip. All right, Chaz. Maybe it's a whip. I don't know. Look, man. He has a, a, a whip-like rope out, and he's whipping things. I'm going to slap you. <laughs> You're going to whip me. Look, you gave him a lot of crap last week. I yeah, did. I did. You yeah, sure did. Gotta, did. Go listen to that episode. And I don't even remember a lot of that episode, which is the best part, is that it's going to be a surprise to me when I finally listen to it. I haven't brought myself to listen to it yet because I'm a little scared uh, of what I did. But that was Sarah with an H, and we don't talk, so I don't know what she did, but let I me, had a great nap. <laughs> let me tell you, editing that episode was a lot of fun, getting to revisit everything that went on that oh, night. Oh, I bet. I mean, I was thoroughly enjoying that. So I don't want to keep you guys for too long, but I just want to ask you guys, because I think it's important that we promote local events like this to the, maybe it's not just Kentucky, but maybe to other communities where they have things like this going on. Why is this important to bourbon? Why is this important to, you know, the industry at large? Too? Well, I think it's great because this not being a uh, bourbon-centric or bourbon-only event, it's, a, you know, a, a spirits event. 
uh, I think you get a cross-section of people that you wouldn't normally get if it was just a bourbon event. Yes. And I think that's a really good thing. Uh, and one thing that I hope is that people don't go just for the cocktails, right. that they maybe do go for a neat pour or, you know, a pour that they, they then go it. add a little bit of water to or, yeah. or something. Right. And I really hope that this will bring people who might be, you know, more of a vodka fan or more of a just a cocktail fan or beer or whatever. They might uh, discover the joy that is bourbon, you know? That's what, yeah. I, that's what I hope. Yeah. I think it, like, creates, and this is kind of weird, but I think it creates, like, a safe space for people to <laughs> try new things yeah. like they come here and they're like oh, i'm gonna have some cocktails i'm gonna do this but there's no harm in asking for that pour you right know what I mean? or right. trying that mixed drink because they're not out any money they paid to come in here right and they're just like it's, it's sort of an exploratory moment right where they can try it without the risk of uh, buying a bottle right you know and i think that's great because uh it's so intimidating sometimes for people to get in a bourbon absolutely and like i think this event is like maybe a little bit more female focused because of and I'm not just saying like girls drink cocktails but I'm looking around the room and I'm seeing like a lot of ladies or people on dates and right. I think that's a really good opportunity for them to maybe make that segue into tasting bourbon cocktails and then we all know that it's like a gateway right you do oh, a cocktail totally, for sure. and you're like oh I'll just mix it with some Sprite and then I'll just have it with some water on some ice and then just the ice and now I'm drinking it straight Exactly. and so it's just like a you're breadcrumbing them right to their bourbon journey uh -huh. <laughs> yeah yeah, breadcrumbing. That's I a like good that. Way. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, piece of bread. You got Ooh, a piece bread of bread. Ooh, piece of candy. Yeah. <laughs> One at a time, baby steps. All yeah. right, well, I'll let you guys go. I just for thought sure. that I would have you all sit down for for a little bit, but good to see it's you guys. Always, always a pleasure. Glad to be here as always. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, you crazy kids, just get a out. All righty. Bye. <laughs> so our next guest of the night is Maggie from Bluegrass Distillers. Maggie, welcome to the show. You can't hear. I can't hear. <laughs> I was just saying welcome to the show. I'm oh, happy yes, that you're thanks, here. Thanks for having me. Of course, we're right by a speaker. So yeah. what is background noise to you all hearing music is like full on for us. Mm -hmm. We are really struggling to have a conversation together. But that's what makes podcasting fun is challenges, I guess. I don't know. That's never been said by anybody before. So Maggie, welcome to the show, of course. Happy that you're here. Talk a little bit about your experience with Bluegrass Distillers. When did you start there? How long you've been working there? What is it that you do on a day-to-day -day basis? Okay. So I started at Bluegrass Distillers April 2017. I actually started out interning there. So I graduated from college May 2018. Okay. So I was kind of just working through the summer doing marketing and events. So before I was there, there was nothing like that happening. We had bright orange t-shirts and camo hats and it was just kind of a mess. So me and another girl came in and got new t-shirts, set up some shelving, kind of started, put a girly touch on. This, right. There's two guys that own the distillery. So we were like the first girls that worked there. Um, and then since I've graduated, I've just taken on a lot of roles. We have a lot of interns, um, all the marketing, newsletters, help out with the labels, pretty much anything on the business side. Right. Some way I'm a part of it. Sure, um, sure. So it's just me and the master distiller there throughout the week, and then the two owners who uh, have other careers. So they're in and out, okay. so I'll work with them, but other than that's me. So I, I just realized something. Uh -huh. Something just hit me. Mm -hmm. 
I've actually met you before. Oh, really? I met you at the distillery. Oh, really? I brought, yeah, I, so I work for a tour company, too. I work for Bottle & Bond Tours. Oh, okay. Um, I brought somebody in to do a tour there, um, okay. and I think you were actually our tour guide that Probably. day, too. So it just, yes. sorry, it, it was a weird aside, but, like, I just yes. realized that I have... Probably. I've actually met you before. There's not that many people that work there, so um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of times people come up, they're like, oh, I've been there, and I'm like, oh, like, who was there? And they're like, I don't remember. I'm like, it was probably me, and I see so many people, too, right. that I'm like, I right. don't know how I know you, but yes, I also give tours on top of that. Yes, yeah, yeah so exactly. Forgot that. What? What's the, so you wear so many different hats, uh-huh. but what is the thing that you enjoy the most about working at Bluegrass? I don't know. I, I enjoy all of it. So part of me doesn't love giving tours. I mean, I like tours because I get to meet people from all over the country. Right. So it's really fun to be kind of front house. But um, I really enjoy doing events. That's a lot of fun. Like, this is a lot of fun right now being yeah. here and doing this. So that's kind of my favorite thing right now that I like sure. doing. But yeah. I just like uh, meeting a lot of people and talking about the brand because a lot of people haven't heard about us so it's right. cool to get people in and so um, being so small when people come in it seems like they I don't want to say enjoy it more but you kind of get that more like up close and personal feel at sure. the distillery versus some other distilleries which right is cool. yeah talk to you about let's let, let's talk a little bit about the products that bluegrass uh, has out um, you have three different expressions or four different expressions at the at the distillery or from the distillery rather so currently we have our weeded bourbon we do 75 percent corn for all of our mashes so our weeded's 15 percent wheat and then our rye 15 percent rye and then 10 percent malted barley so those two are wow. flagships it's a pretty high barley content there too 10%. actually yeah yeah so uh, all that's grown in central kentucky so the corn the rye and the wheat all yeah. in central kentucky um those are our two flagships. We have our blue corn bourbon, which is something unique to us that yeah. we're going to release yeah. on March 30th of this year. It'll be two years. That will eventually become part of our flagships. Right now, we just don't have it for you know we have it for a month sure. before we run out. Sure. So eventually, they'll become part of our flagships, and then um, we'll do some seasonal stuff. So like a cinnamon whiskey, we did that back um, for the holidays. It's actually called Santa's Helper. So we'll, <laughs> we'll do some stuff like that. But bourbon wise. We have the wheat and the rye right now that are flagships. So let's talk about Santa's Helper then. Uh-huh. People hear cinnamon whiskey, and of course they they immediately think of the F word, fireball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, right over there. Yeah, fireball. they're over there. It's fine. You know, yeah. we're happy that they're here as well. It's all uh-huh. about the experience. But what is it that separates Bluegrass Distiller's cinnamon whiskey okay. from what people were shooting in in college or yeah, you know what yeah, they yeah. cut their teeth on whiskey wise yeah i get i get this question a lot like at the distillery a lot of people are a little hesitant to uh try the cinnamon whiskey because they're going to associate it with fireball i don't know how fireball's made i don't know what their match bill is but what we did is we took our rye bourbon so it was a bourbon we proofed it down to about 72 proof and then added the cinnamon flavoring that okay. we worked with the company to develop. So it started out as a bourbon. So you're going to get the bourbon flavor with just kind of that cinnamon snickerdoodle finish to it. So it is sweet, but you're not you're not getting the syrupy high sugar. Right. 
the overly sweet yeah, part of it. Yeah, nothing wrong with fireball. I mean, you can put that and make a really good shot and stuff like that out of it. But yeah. I don't, I don't know about putting some ice in it and sipping <laughs> on it. So, so it's, a, it's a sipping whiskey. It's not a... It, it can be. It can be whatever, but it doesn't need a lot. So, like, I put it maybe with some, like, apple cider, but you don't... I you bet that's really lot. good, yeah, too. Yeah, just, like, a splash is kind of... I don't know, just kind of that tartness to kind of yeah. not make it as sweet. Um, eggnog, anything, but you don't need a lot of anything to add to it. I know some people that drink it just with some ice. I'm not a sweet person, though, so I probably <laughs> would cut it with something. <laughs> so um, you guys are a really small distillery. Uh-huh. I mean, very small. I, like, not that I was feeling claustrophobic or anything while I was in there, but, like, you know, it, it's a very quick turnaround in terms of when you walk through the door, you see the process behind it and everything. You see the aging of it, and then it's like, all right, tasting time. Yeah. How do you guys survive in a market that is kind of based more in larger scale batches, larger scale products, and everything? Um, yeah, good question. So I think a lot of people that we get are different than the people that are doing just the bourbon trail. Right. We get people that are looking for the craft. Um, you know, they can get a bottle of, just say like Maker's Marks, it's over there, wherever they live. So they yeah. like to come in town and they like the craft experience. It's just the same people that like craft beer. Yeah. So it's kind of that yeah. sort of market. So we get a lot of people that are looking for something that they don't, you know, that they can't get, that they've never heard of. Um, and like I said, with giving tours, tend to get a lot of people that really like that kind of up close and personal experience, more laid back. We don't have like a scripted tour, so right. I think like that's kind of how we're surviving. And yeah, we're only doing about 12 barrels a month, so we are yeah. really, really low, but we're doing well. And good. When it gets busy, it gets busy, and we've uh, pushed back tours to do them on the hour because we were doing them on the half hour, and it was just too much. It was sure. really like like you said, it's probably when you came in, you busted out and then it was on to the next one so we want to really make a great experience get the repeat business get people going back to their home states right trying to get more of our products well one of the coolest things that you all do too is that you know so many distilleries you you can buy a bottle of their bourbon when you go to their gift shop What's different about you guys is you can, they can go to your gift shop and actually buy a bottle that they pour right out of the barrel, which I think is such a unique experience for anybody that's looking for something different to do on the bourbon trail. I mean, you can hear the same spiel a hundred times about it has to be 51% corn and aged in new charred oak barrels and all of this, but to find somebody who's doing something even as, as small as... Yeah, I drain this from the barrel to to put it in a bottle. I think that is one of the coolest and most unique things um, to hear about happening in the bourbon industry. So I just I, that was just kind of my doting on you all in terms of like you're doing something really cool in that. People aspect. are actually like asking us like how we do that because people are going to other distilleries and kind of raving about that. So it's kind of something that we're doing right now, but. I mean, you can't trademark that. Or, I mean, that's no. going to get, that's, people are going to start doing that. It's such a great idea. If you can handle it, you know, if your crowd size isn't massive and you can do that. Right, right. People love it. I, I feel like sometimes I sell a bottle just because people want to 
spend the three minutes it takes to pour it. So, yeah, that actually started, I believe my boss was in the back, kind of letting someone sample some bourbon that wasn't quite out yet. Um, and so they were fishing it out, just using a thief. And someone was like, I would pay more money to fill this myself. Like, this is so cool watching you pull it out of the barrel. Right. So that's how the idea started. And then I think my boss's brain just started, like, you know, ticking. He's like, okay, we're going to do this. So yeah. uh, we, we started selling it straight from the barrel. And like I said, he's had some people ask him, you know, so how do you do that? Like, how, you know, what's, how do you tax it? Kind of all that stuff that goes into it. So I, I think right now we're the only ones doing it, but start looking for other people to do it. But just know that you're oh, I'm sure it'll happen. doing it first. I'm sure it'll happen. <laughs> well, Maggie, thank you so much for sitting down with me for a little bit. If people want to come and check out what's happening at the Bluegrass Distillery, where can they do that? Come check out the distillery? Yeah, or just follow up with you in general, too. Yeah, so you can uh, check out our website. So on our website, you know, you can book the tours on there. Um, also... We're not distributed all over the place, just in a handful of states, but as um, we get more and more distributors on the website, you can figure out what stores we're in, so you can find us that way. Shoot us an email at info at bluegrassdistillers.com if you have any questions, want to bring a larger group in, or um, we can't ship, so that's something we can't do, but you know, if sure. any other questions you have, you can shoot me an email at info at bluegrassdistillers, I can answer anything, but yeah, on our, on our website, you can book the tours and also figure out what retail stores we're located in as well. Awesome. Maggie, thank you again so much. Yeah, it's been really great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. First podcast. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll have to have Bluegrass on just in a full episode then yes. to really talk about the, the nuts and bolts of everything. Yeah, so cool. yeah. we'll make sure you sit down again when we do that. Yeah. So awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Maggie. <laughs> so Andrew from Barrel House Distillery is sitting down with me now. And uh, Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank man, you. You said this is your first time being on a podcast. Yeah, first time. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, when I was uh, getting everything kind of set up for this episode, Little Peep Behind the Curtains, um, Y'all invited me to come down to the distillery proper yeah. and do an episode there. So that's definitely going to happen in oh, the future. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'd love to talk to you about what you guys did for Barrel Fest this year. Yeah, cool. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll back up a little bit. What has uh, been your experience with Barrel, Barrel House? With Barrel House? Yeah. When did you start there? So I've started a couple months ago. I'm relatively oh, new. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm relatively new. I'm a full-time preschool teacher getting into the barrel. The industry. Okay, uh, man. Awesome. Yeah, I know. Getting into the, the spirits industry. So I've been kind of, what I kind of do there is I kind of come out and do these events like this. Has anybody ever told you that you look like George Harrison? Like who? George Harrison. Yes, a couple okay. times. I've, right. been, I've actually gotten a couple of Dave Grohl's today. Okay, I can <laughs> yeah. see that too. Yeah. I just, I don't know why. I just heard, I, I saw you and I was like, oh, George Harrison's cool, here. Cool, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe a little bit of Frank Zappa too. Oh, I don't sweet. Know. Yeah, yeah, all good okay. names. Okay, all right, good deal. Anyway, sorry, weird aside that I just no, had there. Yeah. Um, what are some of the products that Barrel House offers? Because I feel like you guys aren't one of the... It's not really necessarily one of the bigger names no. in, the, in the distillery industry, but I still think that you guys have really good products to offer. Yeah. So talk some about maybe, you know, not just what you offer, but the process behind creating Barrel cool. House as well. Yeah. So we've been distilling since 2008. Um, we started with our Pure Blue Vodka, um, and we've kind of just expanded from there. So right now, the products that we're offering are our Purview Vodka, 
We also make a clear moonshine and an aged bourbon barrel aged moonshine. Right. We make a clear rum as well as a bourbon barrel aged oak rum. We also make um, bourbon, our bourbon, which is our Barrel House Select. It's our year-round bourbon. It's very good, by Thank the way. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I had it uh, a couple months ago. Yeah. And I was really blown away by how good yeah. it was. So I sorry, mean, that no, continued. No, it's cool. I love, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's our year-round bourbon. Our kind of main staples, our Rock Castle bourbon, comes out two times a year in the spring and the fall. Um, yeah. For the longest time, we only had one still, so our production was kind of limited to that. Sure. But last month, we actually got our second still in, so we'll be able to start cranking out Great. some more stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Exciting. So, of course, we're here for Barrel Fest and all that good stuff. So, what is the cocktail that you guys brought to... We actually brought two cocktails. So we Great. Have, good. Yeah. So, we have our Pure Blue Winchester, which includes our Pure Blue Vodka. It's uh, with a little Ale 8, a uh, splash of orange juice, and then an orange wedge. And then we got our County Judge. It's uh, with the Bourbon Barrel House Select, and then the same thing with the uh, Ale 8, Splash of Orange Juice, and an Orange Wedge. That with bourbon is right up my alley. Man, I mean, you know that what? is perfectly in line with what I was a little skeptical at first with the bourbon and orange juice, and then I made it and tried it, and I was like, no, good call. Look, man, bourbon and orange liqueur <laughs> is great. One of my favorite cocktails that I, quote unquote cocktails, yeah. is uh, a uh, bourbon 90 to 100 proof, orange liqueur, and a splash of ale Oh, yeah. And, I mean, delicious. it's just, it's fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, that is totally right in line yeah. with what I would I would like. Um, so what's what, what's in the future then for, for Barrel House? Do you know what, uh, you know, they're going to be doing I mean, in the future? I think the future right now is just trying to kind of expand. Sure. We're kind of pretty local right now. You we got really, a new still last week. Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> we're hoping to, like, expand to more liquor stores and maybe get out of state eventually. Good I think deal. we're maybe in a little bit in Indiana, but... We're pretty much just local here in Lexington. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, if you're interested in it, definitely make the trip down here to Lexington and check out the, you know, what they have to offer. Yeah. Um, not just by going to your store, maybe Liquor Barn or Total Wine or whatever, but also going and checking them out at the distillery itself because it's a really cool space. Yeah. Not just, you know, where, you know, you can go to the distillery, but you are in the distillery district yes two yeah. of lexington um and y'all were kind of the first in that area too yeah that's right um which i think is really important to yeah you know giving a name to something that implies we're distilling spirits or yeah. distilling you know it's alcohol actually here. it's pretty cool um there was a big fire where, because it was used to be, the whole thing used to be the James E. Pepper Distillery. Mm -hmm. There was a big old fire. Everything got shut down and abandoned. In 2008, we came in and we brought it back. We opened, we bought that building and we kind of brought everything back. So. so one of the cool things, too, is that not only are you able to go to Barrel House, the distillery proper, but then you can also kind of have this all-day experience oh, yeah. there, too. So for anybody who doesn't know, Barrel House is there. Uh, the new Goodfellas location is yep. out there, so you can go and have dinner. Middle Fork's in there, too, which is a wonderful restaurant um, with fantastic cocktails as well. Um, you can end your day with dessert at Crank and Boom. Oh, yeah, Crank too. and Boom. So, yep. I mean, Crank and Boom is my jam. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, but there, there's just everything to offer in that area. Oh, I know. And I think that, uh, you know, Barrel House is a really great way to kick off that experience or that day while yeah. you're actually there. Um, 
So highly encourage people to go and check that out with yeah. they, when they come to Lexington and uh, have a couple good pours and check out what, what everything's about over at Barrel House, too. Yeah. And I guess ask for Andrew, too. When yeah, the, when I'm there, and there's also another Andrew there as well. Oh, okay. So you can't so, go wrong if asking for Andrew. So ask for the Andrew who looks like George Harrison, and um, <laughs> <Yes>. you'll, <laughs> you'll be in good company. Um, well, Andrew, thank you so much for sitting thank down you. with me this for a couple awesome. of minutes. Yeah, it's been great, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Cheers. I mean, we'll talk about it on here. I honestly have not. Good. You're fine. I, Dude, I no didn't even know all. until tonight. That Dude, it's not a big deal at all. Um, it's like a, it's a weird thing because not a lot of people, I felt like, I don't know, it, there's two sides. It's like a lot of Kentucky watches it, and then about sure. half of it have never heard of it, which is cool. But. I mean, I, I know of the show. I guess I just didn't realize that. A Kentucky boy was that on it. What? You, Say that, again. that a Kentucky boy was on it. You oh know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. No, like, it, it just cool. it just never. Well, a Kentucky came. guy won Survivor, which is really cool. Really? Shout out to Nick Wilson. Yeah. Okay, Nick, great. Nick won Survivor uh, this past season, and it just aired and was over. Uh, I want to say right around the end of October, November. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So it, it, we we kind of jumped right into this. Um, yeah. Sorry. Without any. No, no, no. It's yeah, all yeah. good. So uh, Winston Hines, who was on. Big Brother, 20? Big Brother season twenty, yeah, yeah. yeah um, season. Who it, I didn't even know until I walked in <laughs> that you were here, that you were any Bartender sort now. of like. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't win the game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't win. I am working. Uh, no, but, that's, it was but I mean great. that's all yeah. good though. Like you know, I, I think what's really cool about these kinds of shows is that it's such a small facet of a life. Right. You know, of a right. of a person, and you know, beyond that, what you do, you know, that's totally up to you. Right. I mean, whether or not you buy into the whole celebrity status or right. you go back to normal life, and I think that it's really nice and really cool to see somebody who has kind of that you went kind of full on with that to a degree right. in terms of like you know the show, and you were you were there, and that was part of you, but then. You came back down, and you're still here in Kentucky. Oh, you're no, hanging dude, out come on, man. You know? It's not that big of a deal. It's not like I was, you know, on some big, you know, uh, giant movie or Look, something. Look, man, you know, everybody knows what, what Big Brother is, though. <laughs> you know, it, it is no. a, a part it's of It's been our, around for a long time, but it's, yeah. you know, like I was saying, it, there's kind of two different sides. Some people had never heard of it, which, you know, I, I'm not offended at all. It's great. The, the main reason I fell into the show was uh, the girl I was dating at the time got me watching it so it's right. one of those shows where it's like you don't really hear about it until someone else tells you about it sure and then you're like you're, you're glued and yeah. i was watching this whole season and uh i was like man that would be a fun game to go compete on and um she was like you're crazy and then i yeah i sure sent enough. in a little clip and then yeah i ended up going on but it was fun um it, they take for those of you who don't know 16 people across the nation thrown into a house you're cut off from the world, no cell phone, no anything. And, uh, yeah, you try to strategize your way to half a million dollars. Uh, there's different, like, levels and um, levels. There's different powers and certain... Um, it's a game. Say, yeah, it's a game. It's a game. It's given yeah. to you through the week, through competitions. But that's pretty much it in a nutshell. It's a, it's the biggest, uh, what do they say, uh, social chess game that there is. So it's, interesting. It's a social chess. Yeah. yeah. So, a, a last thing, and then we'll move on, yeah. because this is about whiskey right, and, right, right. and yeah, cocktails we're, we're and everything bit, yeah. but i mean did did you have kind of a, a a shift in terms of the way that you 
lived a day-to-day life after you were done with the show, or was yes, it just kind very of much like so? Yeah. yeah. So um, I came off, and it kind of like it's kind of like a new, fresh start in a way. You, um, yeah. For for me going in, I, I was. I was a working guy. I was in medical device for about four years and uh, was always a sales guy. So was my mom. Came out, came out, and then I'm like, I want to shake things up. So I got into bartending. So I uh, went to bartending school here. That's who I'm here representing right now. Yeah. It's the Lexington Bartending School. Shout out to Todd. Uh, and it was great. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so now I'm bartending. I'm at the Sandbar over in Malibu Jacks right okay, now. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, come visit. But, yeah, uh, I, I just wanted to do something a little different, take a step back, um, you know, and bartend. It was something I always wanted to do. I'm a, I'm a huge, huge bourbon drinker as well. So when I found out now that you have a podcast, I'm gonna have to start listening. I had no yeah, clue. Please do. Sorry, I had no clue. I want to get on. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> oh, we'll make that get happen on board, for sure. For sure. For sure yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I was just, I always thought I'd want to bartend, have some fun. I'm a people person, so it kind of shook things up. Well, and, I, uh, yeah. So let, let's talk too about you know the cocktail that you brought here too. So how much influence did you have in crafting? what you put forth in the competition. Saying, then. Really Sorry. <laughs> like, no, you're fine. You're fine. I'm only for it. Sorry for the, those of you who don't know, there's music blasting. Oh, we, yeah. Right no, now. it's, it's, it's very, nuts, very yeah. loud. We got, yeah. what is this, Drake in yeah. the background oh, yeah. right now? It's yeah. Yep. Somebody's doing the Kiki yeah. Challenge at <laughs> home. Literally they, right in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. Uh, I wish you could see. Well, um, what, what I was asking was about the cocktail itself that you brought to the competition. Oh, How much work did you have? Oh, my gosh, uh, dude. Like, in the That's crafting of it. That's what was so cool. Yeah, it was, like, getting involved and being able to see what goes into an actual cocktail that's made from scratch. Like this morning, me and Steve showed up and we were squeezing these lemons for like an hour and a half. Yeah. We're like to make one little batch of makeshift lemonade, it took an hour. <laughs> and we were like, oh my gosh. So the amount of respect I have now for like a handcrafted cocktail is like blown through the roof. Sure. Because you see what goes on behind. Uh, but that's what I was interested in. This is really cool stuff. Um, I, you know, so I, I've enjoyed the whole process of learning, and I'm still learning every day as a bartender. I don't think you ever really know it all. I think you just keep going. Um, there's so much you can do. Well, I think that's what's so cool about not just being a mixologist, but also about a, a bourbon drinker, a, yeah. bourbon, a bourbon enthusiast, rather, um, is that th- there is never just one facet of it that you can kind of adhere to and then you're done. Right. It's always about learning. It's right, always about right, what's the next right, step in it. Right. So knowing that you are that in tune with it, I think is really exciting to see where you could grow right. as a as a mixologist, as a, a, a cocktail maker right, right. too in the future. So you, you said you're working in Lexington. Yes, yeah, I'm here in too. Lexington now, back in Lexington. Um, We'll see if I if I stay. I'm kidding. I, I mean, I want to stay. I've enjoyed it. I love Lexington. I love Kentucky. Um, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. There's a couple other things in the air. You sure. never really know with um, with this whole industry. It's very fickle. So. so so what you're saying is that I need to get you back on the show within the next <laughs> month just because there might be something no, else. No, I would out hate there. It, I would hate to jinx myself. You never know. No, there's like one little thing that me and a buddy have been working on from the show. We're excited about. It's a little opportunity, but uh, yeah. honestly, I don't even know what it is yet. So it's hard to talk about because. Like I said, since you're so fickle, you never know if it's really going right. to take off. So it's exciting. But, yeah, it's uh, Big Brother's opened up op- other opportunities that I never thought possible. So it was fun. Uh, obviously, I didn't last as long as I wanted. Didn't win the money. Obviously, hey, I have no idea great. what you're talking it about. It was great. Yeah, so. it was so fun to, to come back. And uh, everybody welcomed me with open arms in Kentucky. 
love the Kentucky fans. Uh, so it's been great. It's been fun. So been what's fun the uh, what what might be your signature cocktail that people can oh, come man, to your my bar and ask for? Right now? Well, shoot, today spring fling. I feel like I got that down. Well, sure, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so strawberry basil lemonade for those of you listening, and um, no, it was it was great. I don't know if I'd have one yet. Um, I'm still figuring it out, you know. I don't know if I have one that I've got to toy enough with yet to say, oh, this is my drink. Do you go but, home uh, and and make cocktails? I, I, or? I'm, I'm about to. I'm about to start. The, I mean, I have. <laughs> I think everybody's like, oh yeah, I, I bought bitters before, and oh, I've done this and that. I've made my old fashioned this way. Yeah, but it's like, have you really? Like, no. So going to school really opened my eyes as far as like sure, the, sure. even the muddling process and every every little thing that goes into an actual cocktail. So sure, it's like easy to say, oh, I've made my own drinks at home. But then again, it's like, do you really? Like, do you know what you're doing? Right. So, um, yeah. So hopefully I learn. Hopefully I learn more. Keep learning. Well, you talked too about how you're a you're a bourbon enthusiast. So what's kind of your go-to pour? Oh, go-to then? bourbon? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, go-to no, bourbon? Okay. Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Go-to bourbon? Um, right now, man, I, I've always been a maker's guy, but I, lo- I love Woodford. Um, you know, I've, I've finally gravitated towards trying other bourbons, you know. I love love some Blantons, uh, Michters. Happy if I could yeah. ever get my hands on it or nah, at it one luck. time. Yeah. Good luck. Um, I think I had the 20-year. But, yeah, so, I mean, I'm venturing out, but I'm my palate's not there enough to really say, like, Oh, I, I can, you know what I mean, um, appreciate the differences yet. I'm getting there. Right. But yeah. um, I think that bourbon drinkers have a very distinct mouth and palate, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? They do. They do. Because I, my buddy's developing it, and I'm not. Well, I'm kind of jealous, but he can, like, you know, he's, he's picking up the little scents of here, and this is, oh, this has a more charred taste, and this and that. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's bourbon. Like, <laughs> pour it up, man. I'm going to drink it. Like, but he's very getting into that realm, and I want to be there, but... I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm not, you know, not educated enough, All right, so we'll so, get there. So here's what I'm going to do. Here, when when you come back on the show, yeah. I'll, I'll have you over. I'll have a blind flight for you. There we go. Hey, so, we'll do some tasting. So you, yeah. you don't know what's going to be there. Yeah, there and we go. And we can talk about it, and you yeah. can, you know, that way you know really what your palate is. There we go. As long as none of them are, like, Beams 8-star, then I'm good. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all going to be bourbon. It's all, I mean, it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be blended oh, whiskey or okay. anything. Um, but... Winston, thank you so much for hanging out with me for just a few say, minutes. Say it's been, I, I was just saying thank you for hanging oh, out oh, for a few minutes. Well, here, minutes, you can yeah. say that again. <laughs> <laughs> thank kidding, you for man. hanging out. Dude, seriously, no. this was great. It was Absolutely, awesome to meet buddy. you tonight, man. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much. And, yeah, I would love to come back on again. We'll just have you know, on man. soon Absolutely. for a full episode. Absolutely. For sure. Awesome, man. Well, have awesome. a good night. You too, I've got buddy. your card. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. So I, I couldn't end this show, couldn't end this episode without talking with Kelly. Who is the manager? And the what? Uh, what are you? What are you? What is your official title here? Official title. I am the owner and founder. Owner. There we go. Okay, great. So, I wanted to make sure that we had somebody who was so deeply entrenched in this event, and not just this event, but everything that happens at the Grand Reserve too. So you can talk about not just what this event does for the community, but also why this event exists in the way that it does. So what was kind of your inspiration in bringing Barrel Fest to life? You know, last last year was the first, uh, mm-hmm. the, the inaugural year yes. for Barrel Fest. What made you want to do it again, too? Okay. So Barrel Fest um, had been on my mind for a couple of years prior to last year. 
and um, had some family things going on. My, my mother um, had had a stroke, and we put it on the burner for a couple of years. Hey, I'm sorry to hear so that. So last year it was finally rip the Band-Aid off, put your big girl <laughs> panties on, and, and, and do it. So I am a very weak drinker. I, um, okay. I go, We have a lot of events at the venues of the Grand Reserve right. that have um, – Bourbon tasting, vodka sure. tasting, sure. And, and I need training wheels, meaning I need this stuff mixed up. Sure. So um, I was like, well, I want to create a event for me because there's got to be more people out there. You know, and, there and so plenty. many events are a craft beer or they're a vodka or they're a bourbon event. Right. And I was like, well, let's do it all. There you go. Not only local, but national. Yeah. And let's make it mixes. And, we, you know, all the tables have the different uh, recipes so that you can uh, mix it at home. Right. Um, right. And that's what we do here. It's all it's a cocktail-based event. But it feels like so much more than that. It feels like you're trying to highlight these brands that can be so diverse depending on, you know, the, the ways that they're incorporated in the cocktails or, you know, maybe you don't like drinking it neat or on the rocks, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but it's it just reaches so many different aspects of the, the alcohol itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, what, what would you say to people who, you know, maybe aren't sure about how to approach their drink one way or another? Um, this is an event, um, something for everyone. Right. Um, and if you're a beer person, national brands are here. Yeah. If you're a vodka person, we got them too. Local, national. If you're a craft cocktail drinker, that's yeah. what our bartending competition with right. you know Western Sun is all about. Um, so we wanted a little bit of everything for everybody. It's kind of like if you have your hands in everything, it's never empty. So that's what this event brings, a right. little bit of everything. So yeah. you like vodka? We got gotcha. you. You like <laughs> bourbon? We got gotcha. you. You sure. like beer? We got gotcha. you. You like wine? We've got that too. Yeah. And then you you culminate it into having a good time, having samples of different cocktails, and then we go into the after party that actually just started um, about oh, geez, 10 wow. minutes ago with Radio 80. Yeah. Who doesn't love 80s? You know? <laughs> so it's like, let's have a good time here and then we'll move the party next door and, and have a dance party and have a good time. Sure, yeah. And I mean, it really does feel like, it, it kind of feels like a party, like you're just hanging out with your friends and you get to have a couple of drinks and chat and, you know, just have a good time. So yeah. I think that overall the atmosphere here is really nice. It's not... Thank you. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, it's not imposing. You're not feeling like you have to, you know... We've got a little bit of every socioeconomic <laughs> right. person in here. I mean, we've got we've got judges, lawyers, uh-huh. and then we've got you know the hardworking person that just wants to have it come out and have a good time sure. on a Saturday night. Sure. So, you know, this is the only the second year that Barrel Fest has happened. What have you kind of learned from last year that helped 2019 be even better than 2018? Well, what we what we found out from last year, you know, you know, any type of criticism will make you better in the end. So you've got to take it with a smile and then make it better. Sure. So, you know, we learned that people were um, it was 
such a great event last year. I mean, literally, we put it together in four weeks last year. Wow. And we had to stop selling tickets three hours before because oh we were gosh. worried we were going to run out of product. <laughs> um, so the lines were longer, so we limited the tickets more. We did a second day. Um, you know, creative and constructive criticism or is what my business is all about right. it makes sure it makes it better right so you take all the good all the bad roll it up together and and, and make it a, a better event and in the event planning which is what we do here you make it better that's what we did so what's uh what do you think 2020 is going to look like then for barrel uh, fest 2020 Woo! <laughs> ask me tuesday uh, 2020 I, I i like this setup a lot better we yeah. use the barrel house we advertised we were going to use the speakeasy but the barrel house worked much better with our pairing sure and our food trucks yeah um right. it it worked with um drive-by clients they were like what's going on let's go to this sure you know it worked well with that and then um you know instead of a saturday sunday we'll probably do a friday saturday sunday so we might add another day next year that'd be great that'd be awesome yeah Kelly, thank you so much for sitting down with me for a couple of minutes talking about Barrel Fest 2019. I think that's a really good way to close out this year of Barrel Fest. Thank you Fest. very much. I Absolutely. appreciate you coming. I'd be happy to be here. I look forward to being here again next year. Awesome. Let's go uh, party it up with Radio Let's party. 80. Let's have a little bit of fun. All right. All right. I, of course, have to say a huge thank you to Kelly and Melissa and everybody over at the venues at the Grand Reserve for allowing me to not only be a part of this huge event, this it was so much fun, but also to be able to interview all these folks. It was just such a treat to be able to sit down with all of them, get to know a little bit more about them, about their product, and about all the cool things that they're doing in the world of not just bourbon, but cocktails. So again, Thank you to everybody who was willing to sit down with me and have a little bit of a chat. So with that, I think I'm going to move into, because it wouldn't really be an episode of This My Bourbon Podcast without tips and bits. So I'm going to give you some, uh, some tips and bits here um, to kind of round out the show. So my big tips and bits is a show that I think I might have recommended before. I'm not entirely sure, um, but one that I absolutely love it's one of my favorite shows of all time lucy and i started re-watching it recently psych uh, it's an old show from the usa network featured james Roday and dule hill it's basically a kind of a buddy cop with a with a cool little twist on it um, if you've never seen the show or have never heard of it before i highly encourage you to go and check that out hold on i'm gonna have a sip of my bourbon mm. Bill Mead Cast Strength Reserve. That's good stuff right there. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> so anyway, as I said, uh, one of my favorite shows of all time. So definitely be sure to go and check that out. And then also, not quite yet, but uh, the week after this episode, oh, you know what? It's actually dropping on Friday, now that I think about it. Um, Gary Clark Jr. has a new album coming out um, called This Land, and I'm very excited for that. So if you know me, you know I love blues music, and especially Gary Clark Jr., a musician that I've gotten to actually meet and see live. So I will be checking that album out 
when it drops. So it's not really a what I'm recommending now. It's what I'm kind of looking forward to checking out here soon. So that about wraps up this week's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to hang out with me for a little bit. You know, it's it's been a real trip recently. I have really had some some super highs with the show, um, and I'm hoping to continue riding those. So, again, thank you so much for checking out this week's episode. Give us a five-star rate and review on iTunes if you're still listening. That really does help us out, counteract some of those crappy reviews that people feel compelled to leave. Um, follow us on social media, at my bourbon pod, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you want to follow me personally, I am at pritter1492. Head to bourbonshop.threadless.com so you can find all of our apparel and merch. I think I'm going to have a, a little bit of a sale going on here soon, too. Maybe some uh, free shipping, maybe some markdowns and everything. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, let's see what else. Every Thursday night at 9 o'clock, I do a live stream over on YouTube, youtube.com slash this is my bourbon podcast. So definitely go and check that out. It's always a good time. Thursday nights at 9 o'clock Eastern. That's Eastern U.S. time. And last but certainly not least, patreon.com slash mybourbonpodcast, where you can become a patron of the show and help us continue to make this show for as little as a dollar a month. It really does help me out in such a big way. And, uh, you know, you get cool things like bonus episodes, um, you get to do some Google Hangouts, too, where we kind of shoot the breeze for a few hours and have some good pours together. And uh, it's all really good time. It's a great little community that's being built over there as well. So, again, patreon.com slash Podcast. So, please head there and support the show. That about does it for me. I will see you next week. i got an interview next week with, uh, well, you know what? I might actually be saving that. I'm not entirely sure yet. Might be doing something uh, a little bit more normal next week because it's been a while since we've had um, the regular co-host on. So maybe we will do that instead and I'll save the interview for a couple weeks from now. But thank you again. That does it for me. I am Perry and this is my Bourbon Podcast. Bye, y'all.